Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, darling. And uh, I'm just really excited about today's program. And today we're going to talk about teaching the Bible to our children and our grandchildren. Before I start, I just want to tell you what an honor it is, what a privilege to be able to come into your home and come into your car and talk to you about the things of God. And today I've got an important question for you, a question that will change your life. And here's my question for you. Why not teach the Bible to your children or grandchildren? Why not teach the Bible to your children or your grandchildren? Are you a born-again Christian? Do you believe the Bible is the Word of God? Then why don't you teach the Word of God at home to your children or grandchildren? If you are a born-again believer, it's my belief that it's your right, your duty, and your honor to be able to teach the Bible to your kids or grandkids. You know, this is such an important concept. It will absolutely change your home environment if you begin to teach the Bible at home to your children or grandchildren. And what I wonder is how have we missed this great opportunity? How have we let the devil steal from us this calling of teaching the Bible to our children and our grandchildren. You know, the Bible doesn't teach that it's only the pastor's job. It's only the Sunday school teacher's job to teach the Bible. It's our job too. It's our calling too. It's our anointing too. And how have we missed this? How, how have we, you and I, been robbed of this? How have we come to believe that our job is just to drive our kids to church and drop them off at some Sunday school class or take them with us to the main service and let someone else teach them the Bible. You know, being taught in church or having our children being taught by listening to a radio broadcast like this or a television broadcast, those are good. But it's not the whole plan of God. There's something missing if our children are being taught only at church or only on the radio or by television. And you know what's missing? You. You teaching the Bible, that's what's missing from the plan of God. Well, what does the Bible say about this? You know, in Deuteronomy 4.10, the Bible says people should teach their children to respect God. In Matthew 28.19, Jesus said that his followers, which would include you and I, are to teach all nations. And if we're to teach all nations, wouldn't that include our children? Proverbs 22.6 says, Teach or train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Deuteronomy 11.19 says, And you shall teach God's word to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house. And when you walk outside, when you lie down, and when you get up. 
Now let me repeat part of Deuteronomy eleven nineteen. You should teach God's word when you sit in your house. In other words, the Bible tells us we should teach our children in our own houses. Now why? Why why have we, as believing, born-again Christians, let the devil rob us of the power of teaching our own children in our own houses, teaching our family, our friends? You know, the devil says, oh, you can't teach the Bible. That's the pastor's job. That's the Sunday school teacher's job. And to that I say, no. It's our job, too. In fact, it's our privilege. It's something God empowers us to do and calls us to do. As it says in Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, you shall teach your children when you sit in your house. You know, today is a special day for me teaching on this subject. I have six children, and my third child is here in the studio with me. It's Casey, my daughter, my wonderful daughter. She's 23 years old. Um, Casey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Casey, like he said. I'm his third child down. Um, let's see, I've been really seriously walking with the Lord for almost three years now, passionately. I've been married for a little over a year to my wonderful husband, Shane. And what's and you have a surprise coming for all of us? And I'm five and a half months pregnant. We are very, <laughs> very excited about that. We went uh, recently to the hospital for an ultrasound and found out that it's going to be a girl and we all had tears in our eyes just we saw our little girl on the ultrasound but Casey uh, is a child who I was blessed of God to teach the Bible along with my other children and uh, Casey how far back do you remember uh, me having Bible studies with you and your brothers and sisters uh, I, I don't remember when it started it's always been um, a pretty stable part of my life. I can't remember ever not doing it. Um, it was something we did regularly on Sunday. And, um, you know, for a little period of my life, I lived down south. Well, um, my dad lived north, and he would call us every weekend, and we'd do it then. And so so you're, what you're saying is that when we lived together, we did it together. Then when we lived apart, uh, I would call you on Sunday, and we'd have a Bible study over the telephone. Yeah, even though I was resistant for <laughs> many years. <laughs> he tracked me down. <laughs> The hound of heaven tracking you down. <laughs> now, we're going to hear a little bit more from Casey in a minute, but let me share with you, my listener, Psalm 78, verses 1 through 7. And here's God's heart to us telling us about teaching his word to our children. And the Bible says in Psalm 78, beginning at verse 1, O my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his law to Jacob, and he gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children, so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commandments. 
Wow, isn't that just amazing? I mean, how clear, how clear that is. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach to their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God. You know, when we teach the things of God, the truths of God, when we teach God's way to our children, it allows them to set their hearts on Him. It allows them to set their hope anew on God, and it sets an example for them to teach their children. So, Casey, uh, you just told us you're five and a half months pregnant, and you know I've spent. Uh, you're now 23, so I probably have spent almost 20 years. Probably not 20 years because you'd have just been three, but. <laughs> Uh, certainly when you became five or six, I spent many years teaching you. Do you have any plans to teach your daughter when she comes into the world? Yeah, of course. I think that children look to their parents as um, moral guides. They they see what's relevant in their parents' lives, and they see that that is something worth making relevant in their life. And absolutely, I want to, my husband and I both, want to teach our children the Bible. So the fact that I was able to teach you the Bible set an example that you want you want to follow with your own children. Yeah, so my children know that the truth of God and the Word of God is a huge priority in my life and should be in their life too. Listener, can you, can you imagine the generational blessing that comes from teaching your children the Word of God? How, just as Casey told, told us she's going to teach her child, how from generation to generation, just imagine your children's children's children can be blessed of God if you would just take the time to teach your current children or grandchildren the Word of God. Now let's go over a few of the reasons why we should teach our children the Bible. There's of course many, but the first one that comes to my mind is to help our children and to fulfill our spiritual duty as their parents. You know, in Psalms 119.11, the Bible says, your word I have hidden in my heart so I might not sin against you. In Psalms 119, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. In Romans chapter 10, the Bible says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So those, there are three scriptures that encourage us to put these things in our children. Don't you want to put the Word of God in the hearts of your children so they might not sin against God? Don't you want to give them a lamp for their feet and a light for their path? And don't you want to build their faith? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Now the Bible teaches there's two kind of people that are anointed to teach your children. The first is those who are called into the ministry, like pastors at church, like people like me on the radio. And the second kind of person who's called by God is you. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion. I hope you are enjoying our teaching on real Christianity. If you have questions concerning today's topic, or you would like to receive a free copy of today's message on CD, just call us at 
916-404-4444. That's 916-ALL-FOURS. Or you can visit our website at www.myrealchristianity.com. That's myrealchristianity.com. On the website, you will find a list of all our past programs. You can choose whatever is helpful to you. Programs like How to Lead Someone to Christ, How to Start Your Day with God, The Lord's Prayer, Faith, and Seven Things God Loves to Hear You Say. Now, let's get back to today's teaching. Thank you, darling. We're talking about the blessing of teaching our children and their grand and our grandchildren the word of God. You know, if you're if you're of an age where you have children at home, then I'm talking about teaching your children. If you're at an age like me, where your uh, your children are grown up, you can still teach them, but then you've also got your grandchildren to teach. Now, what is our role in our children's lives? What is the role we should are called to play by God? How, you know, I really think that probably the most important calling on any of our lives, whether it's me or you or Billy Graham or whoever, is to raise up our children, to teach our children, and to give to the next generation the love of God that we have in our hearts. What could be more important than that? Now, generally, our role in our children's lives is to love them, to provide financially for them when they're younger, and to assist them all their life with good counsel and advice. But what is your role spiritually? What are you called to do spiritually in the lives of your children? You know, there is a spiritual calling on your, on your life when it comes to your children. Is it merely to drive them to church? Is that your calling, to drive our children to church and drive them home? And, when they hand us the papers they did at Sunday school, say, oh, that's nice, Jimmy. Is it simply to drive them to church and then let someone else teach them? You know, church is good. A radio program like this is good. And teaching in the church is good. It's blessed by God. I'm not saying to change that. But I'm saying you need to add something to that. You need to add your calling. Are we just drivers in the spiritual, uh, are we just spiritual chauffeurs driving our children to church and back, getting them up in the morning? You know how Sunday's kids can be cranky. Oh, you know, we got to go, get ready, come on. You people are yelling and fighting and getting in the car and then get to church and everything and smiles. But, you know, if all we're doing is, is getting them dressed and driving them, taking them home, or even sending them to church camp, you know, that's pretty pathetic. If that's all we do, if that's all we do, you know, the devil has robbed us of a great calling. And let me read you from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. And Paul is writing to Timothy concerning Timothy's faith in God. And here's what the Bible says. This is what Paul said of Timothy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in you also. 
Isn't that amazing? Let me read that one more time. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am persuaded also in you. Well, where did Timothy get his faith? It appears that he got it from his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. As we talked about, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Timothy got his great faith of God, which went on to do wonderful things in, in, the, in the history of the church, probably from hearing faith taught by his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Now, I know there are many grandmothers and mothers, grandfathers and fathers, deeply concerned about the spiritual health and welfare of their children and grandchildren. And here's the mistake we make as Christians. We pray for our children and grandchildren. We try and take them to church for someone else to teach them. But we fail to teach them ourselves in our own Bible study. We never say, okay, Casey, okay, Paris, okay, Bart, okay, Lindsay, come on into the dining room. We're going to have a Bible study. Come on in to the dining room. We're going to have a Bible study. If you would announce that in your home, that announcement would send shockwaves through Satan's kingdom. Shockwaves, because now he knows that people's lives are going to be changed. Now he knows these children are going to be equipped by you to live a life pleasing to God. Casey, when you, uh, now at your 23, did it help you, do you believe, looking back, the fact that we had all those Bible studies together? Yeah, it, it did. Um, when I was, I went through, you know, period of my life where I wasn't walking with the Lord. Um, I always had faith, though, and I remember I went to go see the Passion of the Christ during this time where I wasn't walking with the Lord, and I was very moved by it, and I called you, and I thanked you because um, you had given me I mean, the Lord gave it to me through you, a foundation. Um, I understood what was going on. I felt connected to Jesus, and um, I was very thankful for that. Yeah, and that was based on the years we spent studying our Bible. Yeah, just a whole life filled with the Lord being relevant through Bible studies and through fellowship and things like that. You know, my what I wonder is how have we abdicated and given away our anointing to teach our children and make it huge difference in their lives. You know, we've allowed our own fears to frighten us out of it. And we have been robbed, and we've robbed our children of what could have been the most powerful example in their lives. You know, it's more powerful when you and I teach our children and we live a life that God can bless in front of our children. That's more powerful to them than watching a pastor or watching a Sunday school teacher or watching someone like me who teaches the Bible on the radio, that's more powerful when they see their own mom or dad, grandma or granddad doing that. Because they're tempted to say, oh, that's just the pastor. Oh, that's just the the Sunday school teacher. Oh, that's just the guy on the radio. But when we do it ourselves, well, that's dad. Oh, that's mom. Think how powerful if your children saw you living and teaching the Bible. It's God's plan for you to be able to do that 
Now, we're not have, we're going to run out of time in a minute here. We I've got a lot more that I want to share with you on how to teach the Bible. I'm going to actually teach you how to teach the Bible. I'm going to show you how to do it next week. But let's just, staying with this subject today, you know, do you get your family to pray before a meal? Do you, you know, as people start digging into uh, the hamburgers, do you say, wait a minute, let's pray? Well, that's a good example. But if you taught the Word of God to them, wow. Imagine that example. And why is that so powerful when your children see you teach and live the Word of God? Because, number one, they see you believe it. You believe it, not the pastor, you. Mom, dad, they believe it. Number two, they see you explain it as you teach the Bible. In other words, they get to see you as someone who understands it. Number three, you take your rightful position as a spiritual teacher and a spiritual leader in your home. You have a calling to be that. And fourth, you become a spiritual authority for things when they have questions. Well, Dad, what about this and what about that? And Susie and Joey, you know, they're living together. What do you think about that? You'll, they'll be able to ask, say to themselves, I'm going to ask Dad. I'm going to ask Mom. I'm going to ask Granddad or Grandma. How powerful that is to become the person who can teach them about it. You know, I'm telling you, this will change your family and it will change your life. There's two important groups of people who get blessed when you teach the Bible. The first are the people you're teaching, whether it's your kids and their friends, your grandkids, the people who are sitting there at the table with you. And there's someone else who's really getting blessed when you teach the Bible, and that's you. You know, I've been teaching the Bible on the radio for some time now, and how blessed I've been how blessed I've been to teach it because that's when you really learn it, understand it, and think about it. This is a win-win for you and your family. So I'm just going to encourage you. Be here next week, and I'm going to tell you more of how to teach your children the Word of God. I love you, and I'll see you here next week. We here at Real Christianity hope that today's message was a blessing to you. You can get a free copy of today's teaching at 916-444-4444. That's 916-ALL-FOURS. Or you can visit our website at www.myrealchristianity.com. That's myrealchristianity.com. Here is a final thought from Mosley. You know, I don't want to end this broadcast without inviting you, my dear listener, to receive Jesus Christ as Savior. The Bible says in John chapter 1 that when Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth, his own received him not, but as many as did receive him, to all who believed in him, to them he gave the power and the right to become the children of God. They were born again and received the wonderful gift of eternal life. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, but you would receive him now into your heart and life. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, forgive my sins. Come into my heart. Be my savior. Amen. 
If you sincerely prayed that prayer, the Bible teaches you are born again. You have Christ as your Savior, and you have eternal life as you follow Him. If you want more help, please visit our website at myrealchristianity.com or call me at 916-ALL-FOURS. May God richly bless you, and I'll be here with you again next week. Thank you for listening, and until next week, may God bless you always.